Welcome to another episode of Confiding Confidently, a place where comforting and convicting truths on faith, marriage, and motherhood are discussed. I'm your host, Stephanie Holbrook. Let's jump in. Hey, ladies. Oh, I'm so glad to be back. It's never um, a dull moment when I'm trying to think of, of what the Lord wants me to share with you, ladies, and just like in... God's little normal fashion. He woke me up about 2 o'clock this morning to give me what uh, he wanted me to share today and also what he wants me to share at a, um, a little speaking engagement I have coming up next week. But I was thinking about it this morning as I was praying um, when he laid this on my heart. And I just, you know, I, I find it, and, and I'm pretty sure the majority of you ladies listening here today will agree I find it so impossibly hard to be still because we're women, right? We're women, we're wives, we're mamas, you know, uh, we're business ladies. We've got a million different things that we think we can be doing that needs to be done that um, normally when we're when when God is trying to get us still and, and he wants us in his presence, we're thinking of the checklist that we need to go through and get done. Hence why I think God wakes me up at 2 o'clock in the morning to talk to me because I'm finally quiet and my mind's not running. And then he's like, oh, hey, by the way, you know, since you can't come to me during the day, let me wake you up and, and get your get your focus. <laughs> but I find it so unbelievably hard to be still, to just do nothing. No, like just for me to sit and, and not read or not scroll on Facebook or not, you know, change the laundry over or not just to just to not do anything. Have no type of music, no nothing. Just sit in silence and to be still, it makes me get a little bit anxious. I'm not going to lie. I get a little bit of anxiety when I think about it. And why? Why is that? Why is that so hard for us to do? It's as if we believe that if we're doing nothing, that we are nothing, right? And that's not... Our works are not what makes us worthy to be loved, ladies. You know, we are loved because of what Jesus already did, okay? And so, what he already did on Calvary, that takes care of it. You know, and I looked it up. I, I, I got to think about it. I said, Lord, I wonder how many times do you say to rest or to be still? And, you know, I just, it just a, a quick hit of the Google or actually the BLB app. And, um... And it showed up 72 times, 72 times it tells us to rest, okay? And I got to thinking about that, and I was like, I wonder why God may, and, and not only that, y'all, but, you know, God in the Ten Commandments, he gives us one day that's dedicated just to rest. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, lady. That's the Sabbath, um, and it's still in effect today. I know a lot of people would like to say, you know, um, well, this app, that doesn't apply. Okay, well, then tell me why do all the other, the other nine of the Ten Commandments still stand, but the, the Sabbath doesn't? And, and, and Jesus says it, you know, Sabbath was not made, uh, or man was not made for Sabbath. The Sabbath was made 
for man. God made that for us. Like it's not a punishment. It is something that we can rejoice in. Okay. It's something that it is a gift from God where he says, look, rest. Okay. Now y'all tell me this. How many of y'all, the ladies who are listening, who have children or work with children, tell me, okay. And be honest. How many of you ladies have worked or are dealt with a child who, when you said, okay, it's time for you to take a nap, willingly got their blanket, got their passy, stuck their thumb in their mouth, whatever it is that they go to sleep with, and went and laid down without a fight? I highly doubt. I have not experienced that. I tell you that, and I've got four kids, and I have dealt with a lot of other children with nieces, nephews, and cousins, and I'm going to tell you, it is not, it is not an easy fight, and Y'all, we do that, and I know I do it. I do it so much when God, God, God is telling us, rest, baby, just rest. Take a day, just rest. Take you a little nap, just relax. Your body is not meant to go and go and go and go. And then you add in what we put in our bodies. You know, God created the food on this earth, okay? And so the food that he created for us, to eat to ingest has a lot of vitamins and stuff like that things the minerals and the vitamins that we need to rejuvenate and refresh and revive our bodies and to keep our bodies healthy and so but that takes time to cook that stuff doesn't it when you when you cook and then it's expensive like I don't understand why it has to be so expensive I just went and I'm starting another little health you know uh, fitness journey or whatever uh, with a new program and on it you know it, it's got all these healthy foods and so I go to the store and I buy all the healthy foods and I come out and, <laughs> and I barely filled up one of the little mini bat uh, mini um carts at Winn-Dixie and when I got back home like and after you know they gave me the total I was like why is it so expensive I've got such little amount of food you know you figured with the processed stuff it would be more expensive they're you know souping it up with all the chemicals and stuff but not so but anyways um god made our bodies to rest he made the the healthy food of this world for us for our bodies so that we can uh, be refreshed and, and and be healthy okay and we can't do that if we're not resting and then adding on all the crappy food that we put into our bodies right So I went through and just, you know, reading the Bible and stuff. And I said, okay, well, let me think about it, okay? Not trying to make myself, you know, as pitting myself as any one of the the characters in the Bible, right? Um, Because, you know, even though, yes, those are are great godly men and women uh, that we have as examples, the one example we're supposed to follow is Jesus Christ. If we're to act as anyone, we are to imitate Jesus Christ. And so I said, okay, well, Jesus, and of course, then I start my argument with God. Well, Jesus, God, Jesus, he, he worked. He did the thing. He walked all the miles. He saw all the people. He healed all the people, you know. And, and and God, he, in his gracious mercy, he was like, check again, girl. Check, check, check again. All right? In Matthew 8, 24, in the middle of the storm, y'all, Jesus rested. Okay? They had just been uh, ministering the gospel and, and healing people and everything like that. They get in the ship. They go across the waters. Of course, we know Jesus is in the bottom of the ship asleep. The storm hits. 
Nobody else was sleeping, y'all. Nobody else was sleeping. Jesus was sleeping through that storm. Now I understand, you know, there's got to be somebody awake to steer the ship. But at the same time, what were those men probably doing? I mean, I know that there might not have been cards back in the day, but I imagine they were probably sitting up talking about all the great things they just witnessed, all the great miracles they had just done, you know, getting fired up. Oh, I can't wait to... I am that person. I am such that person. I can. I will. I am sitting here right now, speaking into my microphone for this podcast, and my mind is already at the speaking engagement I have next week. And then next week, my mind will already already be at the next thing that I have coming up. I can never just be in the presence, okay, and or in the present. And that is how I imagine those men were being. They were sitting up. They were talking about all the great things they had just seen. They just witnessed happen. Uh, the things that they, their very own hands got to do. And they were probably pumped and excited about what was to come when they reached that other shore. And then a storm comes in, right? Jesus was resting. Jesus was doing what he was supposed to do. He was leading by example. He said, men, you know, I like to imagine he probably told them before he went and laid down, y'all need to get some rest. You need to lay down and sleep. Well, you know, there's more of this coming when we reach the other side. But they didn't, right? And so Jesus rested. Matthew 8, 24. He was asleep in the middle of the storm, right? And then we know what happens when he wakes up. He calms the the sea and the storm, the seas and the storms and the wind. And and it's it's just a wonderful picture, okay? Not only that, y'all, but Jesus went away to pray. I know I am guilty of this. I There's this new thing. Well, it may not be too new. I, I'm an old soul. This is a new thing that I just learned. You know, there was that YOLO thing. Well, now there is FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. And, y'all, we all are in that. Like, I know that I do that so often. I want to go. I want to see all the things. I want to do all the things. I want to see all the people. I want to visit with all the people. I want my children to get to experience all the, and right now, y'all, with it, it's it's Halloween season. So, I want to, I want to take my kids to all the fall festivals and all the, the little trick-or-treating and the trunk-or-treatings. And, you know, we want to do and experience all the things. But y'all, Jesus went away to pray. And one of the examples of that is in Luke 5, 16. Jesus removed himself pretty regularly throughout his ministry, okay? Do we do that? I have this thing um, where I try and do, and I take, I call it my mental health day, where I just take a day and I don't do the social media, I don't, I try, I try not to think of messages, and I mean, of course, I still do my morning daily devotional, but I don't study the scripture. I take one day where I just don't try to cram anything into my brain, and I love to learn. I do. I love to learn, but sometimes, just like with a child or with an animal, you can be overfed, and then you get sick of it, right? My husband likes to call it the burnout. Um, and I do it often because he has to get on to me. He's like, Stephanie, you're going to burn out. And so right now I've got bunches and bacoodles and stacks of books. And I love books. And, and I will buy one before I finish reading one. Um, but it's just a day where I don't, I don't read. 
I, I, I don't really write. I may journal. But it's just, a, it's just a mental health day where I don't exercise my brain, if that makes any sense, where I just kind of take it easy. I, I keep my younger two at home. I don't send them with the babysitter. And we just play. It's just a day of play and and being outside and God's creation. And, you know, I may catch up on a little bit of housework while I'm at it. But it's not, it's, I don't plan anything for that day. I try just to keep it. A very simple day. And that's my Wednesdays. So tomorrow I will have my mental health day. And I'm telling you, you know, and we want to say, well, Sabbath, that's Sunday. Yes. Yes, it is. But I, sir, I, I rest. Don't get me wrong. I do rest. But I serve on Sunday. Okay. I serve with interpreting. I serve, you know, whatever, wherever I get a chance that I serve. Because a lot of times there's people in the church that don't want to serve, okay? They're wanting to come and get their fill. And so I try to just serve the Lord. And wor- and that's my way of worshiping God is by serving others. It's through serving others. And so, yes, I come home and I'll take me a nap on Sunday. We don't go shopping. We don't, you know, work on Sunday. We don't go out to eat. Nine times out of ten, we don't go out to eat. We'll just eat what's at the house. But, you know, if we get invited out, we'll go and eat. But for the most part, you know, Sunday, even though it is a slower paced day, it's still a day where, okay, I need to get up. I need to make myself look presentable because I am going out in the public. <laughs> um, and I do. I want to look my best not only for people but for God, okay? And But Wednesday, Wednesday is my day where, like, I don't even get out of my pajamas. Like, I just... I'm a lazy bum, and I'm like a big kid, and me and the me and my younger two, we just enjoy the day off. And the only time we leave the house is to take the older girls to school and then to pick them back up. And then, of course, you know, Wednesday night, we'll try and, and make it to church, which I say we try. We always make it to church. Um, but it's not a, it's not a high, okay, well, it's a, not a high, okay, stay on the schedule, get here by this time, leave here by that time so you can get here by this time. It's just an easy day, and it's not cramming my brain full of anything. It's honestly just, it is, that's why I call it the mental health day, because we all need that. Everybody needs that, okay? Jesus did that. When he went away to pray, that's what he did. He just said he excluded himself from the multitudes, He didn't, you know, and I know that had to be hard for Jesus, even though he was God in the flesh. I imagine that has to be hard because I know whenever my, you know, I've got a a couple of friends that um, they pour into me and I pour into them. So we're kind of like each other's mentors. But of course, when you know they're doing something or you know they're going to be somewhere speaking, like you want to go, you want to go and you want to see them. You want to see your little, you know, sister in Christ do this amazing thing, you know, for the kingdom. And um, I imagine Jesus had that even with his disciples. He probably wanted to stay and, and watch their faces light up when uh, someone was healed of a sickness or when someone professed their faith, you know, or, or where they helped lead someone to belief in, in Jesus Christ. Um, but he did it. Like, he knew he needed that time separated and in solitude and in silence and before the father and so if Jesus did it who was God in the flesh y'all how much more should we how much more should we and then lastly 
Y'all, Jesus had help. Okay? Jesus had help. I don't know about y'all, but for me, it is so hard for me to delegate, to delegate responsibilities to other people. Like, I, in the time, I'm like, well, look, here, just give it to me. Let me do it. I'll do it. Just don't worry about it. I'll just do it. And so, I take on all this stuff, and my therapist, he tells me, he's like, you got a, one of those little chinette plates, which is, you know, like the paper plates, and you have got so much stuff on it, and, and a lot of it is, is hot, wet stuff, and your plate is buckling. You have got to delegate. You have got to take some stuff off your plate and put onto others. And and I, I agree. He is. He's so right. And then whenever I read it in scripture where Jesus had Simon's mother-in-law, like had he went into the, Simon's house and had Simon's mother-in-law serve them. And not only that, but then he had 12 disciples who he each put over certain things and they helped him in his ministry. Or we look at Mary and Martha, the two sisters, Lazarus' sisters. They also, they were disciples to him. You know, they he, they took some of the burdens off of Jesus by serving him and, and helping him in his ministry. And I just, I wish it came so easily for me. But then I have to think, it probably wasn't that easy for Jesus. Because he was God in the flesh, he probably was like, I can do all these things and do it by myself and do it in the best way it can be done and be super effective and be super quick about it. But he didn't. And praise God he didn't. Because what happens, y'all? Your no can be the blessing for somebody else. When you say, no, I'm not going to do that, and you delegate it to somebody else, you're blessing them with an ability to grow, okay? If I go into my children's bedroom, and I clean it every day for them, and I never make them do it, will they ever learn how to clean a house? No, they won't. They have to do it themselves. And even though it makes me want to pull my hair out, When I see how they do it, I know that the repetition and the the problem solving and the organization, all of that is are things that they need to build their ability to be able to do it. So if Jesus, who was God in the flesh, had help, how much more should we, ladies? We should. We should delegate these things. And, you know, and no, not all of us are in a place where we can afford to delegate some things. But, y'all, I'm not going to lie. I have a cleaning lady that comes in. Twice a month, she comes in. And I've got another lady that's coming that's about to organize my house because I don't know how we went from living in 800 square feet to 2,000 square feet, and we have no space. (laughs) So I have somebody that's about to come in. Delegate those things. There are ladies out there say cooking is your problem. You don't have time to cook. I'm one. I'm I'm right there with you, baby. I'm right there with you. I've got a friend who is an amazing cook, and I'm like begging her. I'm like, please, please start your little cooking business so that you can cook my food for me. <laughs> um, but those are the things. Resource it out, ladies. Don't be afraid to to ask for help. I mean, how much better? Do, do we help the whole world when we say, you know what? I can't do it all. I need help with this. 
But no, Satan has us living behind this little fake facade that we put out for everybody to see, the, the highlight reel of Facebook and Instagram, and, and we look like everything is just picture perfect, our house is in order, but really if you was to move that camera just a little bit, move that screen over to the left-hand side, you'd see piles of laundry. And I'm saying that because I do it, y'all. <laughs> but I, hey, y'all know, go over to my blog. You see, I posted my laundry and how my house looks. I'm not, I'm not going to hide behind um, the shame. I'm not going to be silenced by shame that Satan has put on me. I'm not going to do it. And I found that the more honest I am about things, the more ladies that reach out and say, oh, thank God, I thought I was the only one. No, sweetie, you are not the only one. You are not the only one. And just think about it, though. Think about how Jesus, who was God in the flesh, he still went away, got alone, got by himself, had those, those moments of solitude and silence. He rested, and he had help. He delegated things out, ladies. So don't be afraid to say, okay, you know what? I just need, I'm going to step back. And just have a, a day to myself where, you know, I just, I rest. Or say, you know what, I'm just going to step back. I'm going to just spend this day in prayer. Or say, you know what, I'm going, I, I'm struggling in this area of my life. I'm going to ask for help, okay? There is nothing wrong with asking for help. And you, and, and one thing is, is I have found, I have never regretted asking for help. Never, not once. I can't think of any time where I have regretted asking for help, okay? And you'd be surprised at how many people are really willing to help. Um, so that's all I have for today, ladies. I cannot wait. I have got a guest speaker coming this Friday to record next week's podcast that will be out on Tuesday. And y'all, y'all don't want to miss it. So we'll see y'all then. Bye, ladies. All right, ladies, see y'all back next week for more comforting and convicting truths. If you haven't, go over to Facebook and give Confiding Confidently a like and a follow for never-before-seen memes and articles. If anything inspires or encourages, comforts or convicts you, share it. Love y'all. Until next time.